This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host. Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you're on social media and want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Strict Anonymous. Follow, if you're listening on YouTube, if you found my show on YouTube and you're listening to this episode on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to my show. You'll get all the videos once a week. That's going to be going up to like two or maybe three times a week. Uh, Like and share my videos there as well. I'm going to be making the changes like and going to two or three times a week like any day now I'm just hesitant to change and switch I know I've talked about it before because once I commit to it it's a done deal and uh I don't know but I just have to I mean I'll tape like 10 episodes a week and I already have like 40 episodes taped so I'm just getting more backed up as time goes on so it might even be three episodes a week I'm gonna do I don't know I have to figure it out but what I'm thinking is that um I'm also going to sh- cut down these uh, intros, right? Maybe Do I have to do an intro? I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to put all the stuff that I pitch in my intro in the description below. Uh, you could join my Patreon. I love my Patreon members. Uh, that's a great way to support my show. There's a tier for $3. Uh, you get the, these episodes early on Friday instead of Sunday. You'll get all the other episodes early that I'm going to be posting as well as... Um, Q&A every month and uh, what else? There's other tiers. There's a pantyhose tier. If you're a pantyhose fetish guy, go join that tier because there's a lot of good shit on there. And uh, if you want to talk to me on the down low, uh, we just talk, me and you. I don't air, I don't tape it. I don't air it. None of that stuff. Uh, you could sign up there as well. That's a $60 tier. You get a one call a month. Or you could just do it with me, through me. And you just pay me through PayPal or Cash App or whatever you got. However you want to do it, uh, you could do it through me as well. So send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Use that email as well if you want to be on the show. I don't really need people to be on the show, but if you think you got an interesting story and you want to get it off your chest because you're living like a double life or something like that, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and uh, I'll have you on the show. So I'm going to get right to my guest. And like I said, I think I'm just going to be throwing these intros out in the future and I'm just going to start up with the gas, I don't know. Send in your comments to me about that shit below in YouTube or email them to me. So today I have on Susan Bratton. Now, Susan Bratton is a sexpert, right? I was very excited when I got an email from her team that she wanted to be on the show because I had like a million questions, right? I've always wanted to have a sex therapist on my show, but it turns out she's not really a sex therapist. She's a sexpert, right? And in the beginning, we talk about how she got into that field. And it turned out that she was in a long-term relationship with her husband and like many couples, they hit a wall and they had uh, their sex life was like in the shitter, right? <laughs> and she was ready to go elsewhere. They, she was not happy. And so they turned it around. They went to sex workshops. They did a lot of work on, you know, between with each other. And uh, and now they live a great they have a great sex life. They have an open marriage. And she talks about that, how she got there. And then that's what led her into doing this. Uh, for others, she now helps other people. She's a sex expert. She teaches you what she learned, how to have, how to please your lover, how women could have internal orgasms, and how you could squirt. I'm so glad that we made it to, we got into that uh, because that's on my bucket list, and I don't know how. And she's got like free ebooks out there. That's right, free. She has free ebooks on how to squirt, how to please your lover, all the stuff that she talks about. You could sign up for her newsletter and she'll send you ebooks with uh, even more information, right? 
Uh, everything that she talks about in the episode today, there will be a link below for that. So if you're listening on YouTube or you're listening on your podcast app, just go into the description. All the links of everything that she talks about will be on uh, in the description below. Uh, she, so we, yeah, we talk about, like I said, pleasing your woman, how to give her an inside orgasm. So if you're a man listening, this is what you're going to focus on to do it. If you're a woman listening, this is how you have one. If you're like me, you focus more too much on the clit and she talks about why that's a problem. She gets really specific because she's a professional. She knows what she's fucking talking about. This is, uh, she's not like me and unprofessional. She's the professional. She's the sex expert. She really breaks it down, explains why women, every woman could have an inside orgasm and how and why they're so much better. Then we get into this whole squirting thing. She talks about how, you know, people could squirt, women can squirt. And uh, and then, like I said, if you want more information when you're done listening to this, you could get her free ebooks. But anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Susan. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Oh, hey, Susan Bratton. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Ooh, I'm I'm not strictly anonymous, but I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, you're not anonymous. Because let me, I have to tell you, I I normally just interview anonymous people, right? I never go out and ask people to be on my show, but I have been thinking that I would love to have a sex therapist on my show because I'm always talking to people that who are, you know, who have issues. And I'm like, I'm, I give unprofessional advice, you know, but I'm very big on therapy. I'm very big on people going and getting (laughs) good advice or the real advice, you know, um, from an expert. Right. And that's not me. And I, you know, I, I'm typically talking to people who are living a double life, people who are cheating behind their partner's backs, you know, and it's like kind of like the same thing that I hear a lot. And I know when I was doing a deep dive into who you are, you're a sex advisor, right? You are an expert. And you've also, though, been through some stuff that people have been through on my show, right? And came out of it on the other side. You and your husband were married for many years, you hit a time where the sex wasn't so great, but you guys were able to turn that around and now you have like the best sex life, right? So that story yeah. is super inst- interesting, which, and I want to get into that, but I also want to talk, and, but I think it's also important for people to know that you now help people and you could help people to achieve the same thing that you did, right? And then some. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm not, I'm not a therapist and I'm, I An advisor, that's what I said, right? Not, yeah, I'm purposefully not a therapist mm-hmm. because I make a distinction that I think is important. And that is what I like to say is I transform having sex into making love. Uh-huh. And my area of expertise is hot sex. Yeah. How to have really surrendered, completely passionate, extremely fulfilling, heart connected, conscious, um, awake and turned on sex with one, two, three, four, however many people you want to make love with at the same time or in serial or whatever. Uh And therapists go to school to learn how to fix psychological problems and and relationship issues that Uh are more personality types of things. Right. And what I like to do is figure out how to make you come better, Mm -hmm. how to make you feel more pleasure how to become an incredible, the lover that your partner just can't quit, you know, Uh Uh, how to be an addictive lover. And that's where I think there's not enough of us, those people who are teaching turn on, teaching, and, and it's really three things. It's, I started out 15 years ago because my husband and I almost got divorced. Yeah. Because I was sick of fucking him. Basically, mm-hmm. I, I felt like for the first decade of our marriage, because I didn't have orgasms from intercourse, the only way I could come was from a vibrator. And so I'd have orgasms with my vibrator and then I'd have sex with my husband. And he tried really hard. We tried really hard. Yeah. But I never came from intercourse. And, you know, after a decade of basically feeling like a masturbatory sock after a while, mm-hmm. how much do you want to keep having sex? And so we decided instead of getting divorced because we loved each other, we would go figure it out. And that's what set us on the path 
of learning these techniques that helped me do what I like to call bridging the orgasm gap, the, the gap between how goddamn it easy, easy it is for a man to come from intercourse and how goddamn hard it is for a woman to come from intercourse. Right. And we, we fixed that and realized, geez, oh, Pete, every woman can come from intercourse. They are, for the most part, simply learn skills where certain conditions need to be met. The conditions are easy to meet. And I just started teaching people how to do that. But about, I would say, we launched a bunch of orgasm skills and techniques, ebooks, programs, audiobooks, video series, things like that. And I published the work of my own and of the experts who I thought were really doing something extraordinary, right. like the best teacher of male multiple orgasm, the best teacher of orgasmic meditation or expanded orgasm. And were the these the people that you learned female from? Female ejaculation. When, and were they the people that you learned from when you went on your hunt for that information? Many times they were, and I would have I would have learned from multiple people, and most of them weren't very good. And then I would find, wow, this is the one right. that really knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I published these techniques, but then I realized, oh, here's where people are getting tripped up in their lingerie. They don't talk about it. And so there was what I realized was people aren't having the sex talk in the bedroom. They're not saying what they want or what they like or what their turn-ons are, are or that feels good and go up higher. And they yeah. just were like mm-hmm. mute, barely yeah. even moaning or anything. So then I started doing a whole bunch of bedroom communication skills. And then about, I would say a decade into it, I had all these pleasuring techniques and all these bedroom skills, but I realized, oh, well, here's the third leg of the stool for hot sex. Your parts have to be working. So whether it's premature ejaculation or uh, inability to achieve a climax or delayed ejaculation or uh, erectile dysfunction or I've got peyronies or I've, I, I'm ashamed of my What about menopause? Dick, or... Like women not interested in sex anymore. I hear that a lot with my uh, older callers, the guys, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So women, then you get into painful sex, lack of right. lubrication, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all of the, the vaginal laxity, um, persistent yeast infections, urinary tract infections, body <laughs> image issues, you know. Yeah. I mean, the women's list is even longer than the men's list, and the men's list is friggin' long. So then I said, okay, I'm going to figure out how to reverse or work around all of these issues so that if you can talk about it and you have some good pleasuring skills that don't always require a hard cock or, um, you know, let's remediate the, let's remediate the genitals so we can get back together again. And that's when everything really started to quote unquote, come together with you and your husband, you mean, or right No, with, with with your business or what you do. Right. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah with the people I was helping. No, when my husband, I was 40, it was probably 42 when our, when we realized that we were either going to get a divorce or fix our sex life. And it was a, a few short years of intense learning, both going to a therapist as well as going to sex workshops that really put us on what I like to call the upward pleasure spiral, where every time you have sex, it's getting better instead of worse. You know, your sex life is either swirling down the toilet or going up the pleasure spiral. I choose the latter. And that's really what I want to do is empower people with the things they need. Where are you and how can I help you? Because sex is such a vast, has such a vast surface area, you know, uh, that it's having a lot of modalities and I have pieces of advice to get a person unstuck. People have a hard time seeing their own roadblock and then removing it. And so that's, I think, what I do is I'm like, well, have, have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? And do that's typically been meet really with, fun. Do you, are you typically meeting with just women or couples together? Or, I mean, you know, how does it how does it work? How do you help people? Is it like a work? Do you have workshops like the ones that you went to to learn things or how do you offer your help to people? What I did was I took the workshops that were similar to what I went to and I turned them into 
home study programs that couples or singles could do themselves in the right. privacy of their own home. Mm-hmm. For two reasons. Number one, most people don't have 800 to $5,000 to go to a weekend workshop, don't want to get naked in front of a room full of people and process their bullshit. Right. And they, they can't afford it and they wouldn't ever do it. So what I did was I essentially used the internet to bring those experiences online and then I sell them as programs for people. But I never want someone's inability to pay $97 for one of my programs to hold them back from having a great sex life. So I also have probably 20, 30 free tips and techniques that I just liberally give away. And I don't do any Mm one-on-one and I don't do any coaching or therapy work. What I do Mm -hmm. is I give free advice to anyone who asks me. So if people email me, I have this, you know, issue, I reply to them and then I'm often will publish it. I have a very robust email newsletter and I publish the, the questions and answers. I'm like a dear Abby of sex. Yeah. We call them mailbags. And I publish my answer to their question. They're anonymous. So we're very similar in our strictly anonymous. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You're getting and the same people, confessions. They love to, they love to read everyone's sexual issues because they see themselves in them. Yeah, for sure. That's and how what my solutions learn. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, so no, I, I mean, I even feel us to each other, but I, but I also even feel like, I mean, to me, like I said, what was interesting, because most of the time on my show, I'm like talking to people about their lives, right? And we're picking it apart. Yeah. And I'm like, when I started to read, I didn't realize at first that, you know, you had been like most, a lot of my callers and a lot of people out there, you know, that have been married for a long time and the sex just goes south and and until you realize it and it's almost you know to people and marriages because of it right um and so I was like oh that's like a really interesting story because that's what I'm talking to people about uh most of the time anyway and then like I said you overcame it but what I was my question for you with your husband like was the sex great in the beginning like how was it when you first met him and how long were you guys together like when did you guys get married Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim is his name. Sir Tim. Everyone calls him Sir Tim because he's a prince among men. Sir Tim. Oh, (laughs) you got a good one. Sir Tim. Yeah. Sir Tim. Yep. He's a doll. Um, We got married in our early 30s. Okay. And by our early 40s, we, uh, I was avoiding him for sex, trying not to get pinned down for sex. And it was so upsetting for him. He tried everything. And at first when we got together, yes, sex was good. Yeah. But like I said, if you're not coming for intercourse, I mean, I know that a lot of experts out there are saying it's all about the clit. The intercourse doesn't matter. It's you, you should be focused on just giving orgasm. And I'm like, but the clit wraps around the entire vagina. Like study your anatomy. Uh-huh. The clit is not the tip of the clit. The clit is like the same amount of erectile tissue of a man's penis inside her vulva. You just have to know where it all is and get it stimulated. And then she'll start coming from intercourse. So you don't have to worry about things. I really do feel that for the heterosexual monogamous crowd, which is the vast majority yeah. that intercourse orgasms, penetration orgasms is the thing you got to get going. And that's the thing about it is that it's, it's actually really easy once you how do you do it? Susan? How to do it. But how? Right. How you do it. How so. do you do it if you never have? I can have clitoral orgasm so easy, right? I think yeah. most women can, right? Not even, I don't even not, like vibrators. Not even most. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it's very easy. And I think I wired myself that way because when I was very young, I found my clit by accident and I was like, oh, what the fuck was that? And then I just kept doing it all the time, you know. And then <laughs> when I went to have sex Yay. the first time and he was like going to put it in a hole all the way down, I was like, what are you doing? Like that's, I, I was used to feeling pleasure up a little higher, right? I didn't really understand it. Yeah. And I think that happens, right? And then you're stuck and I've only had like inside orgasms. As I've gotten older, I don't know if my anatomy changed, but it seems easier, right? But how does a person go from being someone who only could get off with their clit being stimulated to having an inside orgasm? Are there any tips you could give people now? Yeah, so many tips. And I'll give you as many as I can think of off the top of my head. And then they could go because, get your ebook. Well, actually, on I, get, no? I, cre- I created a free video series oh, okay. on, my we- on betterlover.com. Mm-hmm. If you just type in intercourse or penetration, you'll get the series will pop up oh, that's and great. you can watch it. Because mm-hmm. what I've found is that there's, there's some basic things that pretty much help everybody get over the hump, if you will, and, and start to come from penetration alone without even external touching with fingers, yeah. tongues, or devices, you know, toys on the tip of the clip. Um, you don't need to do that because the clit is wrapped around the vagina. Right. It's just people don't understand it. So the number one barrier to, so at betterlover.com, you're, you might find some things I'm not going to say here just because we only have so much time yeah. on the show. Yeah. But um, number one is believing you can do it. So right. a lot of women say to themselves, I'm just not the kind of woman who can have an orgasm from intercourse. And then they believe that. They think there's something wrong with them. What women do is they take blame. They self-blame. It's not, it's me. It's, me. it's not him. It's, it's not the other way. It's me. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. Absolutely wrong. Totally lim- limiting belief. So number one, all women, no matter how they're shaped, body dynamics, distance of clit to vaginal opening, anything, all women can have orgasms from intercourse completely from having a penis inside you or a penis-like object, a dildo inside you or a vibrator inside you without touching the external tip of your clit. Number two, the biggest roadblock that women suffer from is not having a clitoral erection before penetration. So what is the most common situation is that he gets a heart on and he's ready to stick it in. And he does, you know, he spits on his hands and wipes uh, it on. Right. No foreplay. Yeah. And the problem, no, no foreplay and no, and specifically very little understanding or experience about a, the thing that helps you actually achieve the orgasm, which is clitoral engorgement. Right. So he knows that he's not going to necessarily enjoy as much pleasure if he doesn't have a heart on. But what he doesn't understand is that she has the same amount of erectile tissue inside her vulva. So I don't even understand clitoral... that. I don't think the woman understands yep. that. Yeah. So if you take that amount, that volume of meat mm-hmm. in a dick, mm-hmm. she's got that volume of meat in her pussy all from her clit all the way wrapped around her vaginal opening all the way down to the bottom of her vagina. And here are the parts. So knowing the parts so that you can find them, touch them, and stimulate them is what is the most important. Orgasms are a combination of blood flow, feeling of sensation, and contraction. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get the blood to flow into her erectile tissue in her pussy, when he puts his penis in, it doesn't feel like anything. So it's not stimulating. So it doesn't send the signals to her brain for her brain to be like, ooh, let's come now. That feels great. Right. And when the blood flow goes into her vulva, which is the greater, you know, the, her entire genital structure, it, 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 it poofs it up and makes it bigger. So you know how your vagina looks before and after sex? After sex, it's plumper. Yeah. That's engorgement. That's the blood flowing to her pussy. And the, there's the tip of the clit, the shaft of the clit that then pairs off into two little arms called crora that drape over the opening to the vagina underneath the little, in the labial folds. And then there's what are called the vestibular bulbs, which are like the little, the bigger legs of the clitoris. That's all erectile tissue. Mm -hmm. That's underneath 
the vagina on the opening of each side of the vestibule underneath the pubic hair are these plumpy little pillows. The outer labia, underneath those outer labia are the bulbs and they need to fill up with blood to plump up. When they plump up, the arms hug the vagina and the legs hug and wrap around the vagina. And then inside the vagina, on the roof of the vagina, is what everyone calls the G-spot, but it's not a spot. It's the urethral sponge. It's a spongy, it looks like, you know those noodles that the kids play with in the pool, those extruded, Mm -hmm. long kind of, that's what your G-spot actually looks like. It looks like a spongy tube that goes all the way around your urethral canal. And that gets filled with blood. And then on the bottom of your vagina, between your vagina and your rectum is something called the perineal sponge, which looks right. a lot like a prostate. Mm-hmm. And that gets filled up with blood. When it all gets filled up and plumped up with blood from manual stimulation, vibration, oral pleasuring, then you penetrate her. The whole pussy is all plumped up and it has more surface area. And more surface area means it has more signals of pleasure that go to the brain, so it feels better. So then when she's plump, she also has the ability to contract on that penis or that dildo and, you know, kind of contract on it to have the orgasmic contraction and release, Mm -hmm. which is the climax. And she can do that over and over and over again. And so for most people, if it's not that you're pissed off at your partner, which is an out-of-the-bedroom issue, the in-the-bedroom issues are she, it's uncomfortable or she's not getting enough engorgement and foreplay. He's not or she's not. Her partner is not encouraging her. It's mostly a lack of stimulation and encouragement and time. Like I, I've had women say to me, you know, I'm just, I'm just one of those women who needs a lot of foreplay. And, you know, my husband gets really frustrated with me and I'm like, Oh, well, that's just terrible. First of all, (laughs) you have to stand for yourself and your needs in the bedroom. If he's getting frustrated because he doesn't know how to stimulate you, you need to go to school with him. You need to get him some training. He needs to learn how to find pleasure in pleasuring you. No wonder you can't come. You're not getting you're not getting the, the, you know, the pleasuring, the foreplay. You're feeling like you're a burden to him because he wants to just get a hard on and stick it in you. Fuck him. Don't fuck him anymore. Oh, until right. he figures it out. Like, that's just bullshit. Yeah, but then he's going to go <laughs> fuck other people. I think what happens a lot in just relationships over time is that people take people for granted. They become lazy. I mean, yes. these are all just common yes. things, right? So that guy lazy. that went down on you for, you know, an hour in the beginning of your relationship, 10 years later, he's probably yep. not spending that, you know, because now you have kids and he has his career is, you know, better and he's, you know, further down the line. So I think things do change and you have to like really check in, you know, with somebody yeah. and, and get that back. Because I think some people have that in the beginning, but it, it quickly goes away. It's you have to work on keeping. Yeah. You know, when I when people talk to me about the monotony of monogamy, yeah, I say, okay, well, here's the solution to that. The solution to that is learning new things together in the bedroom. Yeah, the solution is everything from dirty talk to lingerie to role playing to yeah. sex toys to sex positions to positions in different places of the house. It's constantly coming up with ideas and making each other offers for fun things you might do. Because in all honesty, sex is a never ending gift of joy and pleasure when you put your attention and appreciation on it it never stops getting better you know i look at sex as like like it's like food like there's a couple things in life that are are you know and like food is one of them to me sex is one of them you know and these are things that are for the taking that you could have whenever you want and should be enjoyed to the fullest you know i want i want to say one more thing about that too cap the um the, the other thing that happens, I think, on the female side is that often a woman is real slutty when she's first going out with a guy and she decides she likes him and they have great sex. And then they get married and it's like a switch flips in her head and she has to be this proper married woman now. And so she actually stops. She kind of stifles her own sexual appetite. And then often they'll have children and she'll start having body image issues, which she chooses to allow 
herself to create as a roadblock to surrendered passionate lovemaking. And he feels really left out and like he has to beg for mercy sex and she doesn't want it anymore. And then a lot of times I see a guy will, he'll be like, I'll wait until she's done raising the kids. And then all of a sudden the kids are off to college and he thinks they're going to start up this great sex life. And she says, I want a divorce. And he's like a deer in the headlights thinking he was about to finally get laid after 20 years. And that, man, that story repeats over and over, too. So it, it absolutely is both parties' job to stay accountable to your commitment to your sex life. However, in many ways, the man, the masculine in the relationship, it, he really, because he wakes up every day horny and she's more cyclically horny over the month. Yeah. You know, where she ebbs and flows. Uh-huh. He has to kind of hold the candle, hold the flame for their sex life and be the initiator. And what happens is he gets sick of initiating because he gets rejected over and over. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's a difficult dynamic. So everybody in a relationship with bad sex is culpable. You know, it's, it takes two to tango here. I just want to make I just wanted to say that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I know for me, because I had a child recently and I was really feeling hey, unsexy. I felt like being a mom and I was like a full time mom, like in Gymboree, singing all the kids songs like around only estrogen <laughs> for a couple of years. I was so far on the spectrum away from sexy for the first time in my life. You know what I mean? I thought I lost mm-hmm. it forever. I was the least horny. I ne- And I didn't see myself that way it was hard for me to see myself as a mom and be sexy at the same time and I think it's a common problem and I know it now because I had a child you know and I it like I said it was very unsexy in the beginning you know but you eventually get back to it after they get a little older right that's why I like scheduled sex yeah because I say to women a lot of a lot of times it is in the masculine feminine in the the man woman relationship yeah it's more often the man who's holding the torch and trying to make the dates and the woman who has to be you know, gotten there. And that's because him being testosterone dominant, he gets an erection and he's ready to go, but he forgets and he doesn't realize because he doesn't live in our body that we're way back there behind him. He's got to, he's got to stop and turn around and come back and get us and get us turned on and get us aroused. Now we have to get ourselves aroused too. It's not like it's his job to do all the work, Yeah, but we have to leave a space to allow him to help us get aroused. I always say with Tim and I, I that it's like Sir Tim and I against the pussy and not against it in a bad uh, way, yeah, but like we yeah. have to kind of, we have to team up to get yeah. her turned on Yeah, yeah, yeah. because she's all like la di da di da back in the, you know, ether of whatever scrolling Twitter and worrying about, you know, politics or whatever. And yeah. You got to get her turned on. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, okay, let's have a date. So today I have a date with Tim this afternoon yeah. and we are going to pop on the fire and lie down in bed and he's going to give me an expanded orgasm date. Uh, uh, it's basically a pussy massage yeah. that is that has five key strokes. It's called an expanded orgasm. If you've ever heard of orgasmic meditation or deliberate orgasm or extended massive orgasm, these are all different versions of the same thing. It's kind of like yoga has hatha and Bikram and, you know, all these uh-huh. different kinds. And this pussy stroking, this clip stroking technique works really, really well to slowly get a woman's vulva engorged to bring all the blood flow into that clitoral tissue so she gets a clitoral erection. So basically, I lie down and receive this genital massage. He gives this to me. There's never any expectation on either of our parts that w- that it'll move toward intercourse, but 95% of the time it does and right. 5% of the time it doesn't. Right. And in the 5% of the time it doesn't, if we just can't get me there, then we're like, okay, babe, thank you so much. I love you. I love you too. Sometimes right. I'll go down on him. Sometimes I'm just not freaking in the mood and everything we did didn't get me there. And with, if you can move away from the quid pro quo, well, I'm going to go down on you. So you'll fuck me. Yeah. You know, that, really help take the pressure off. You know, everybody talks about performance anxiety with regard to men. Women have as much or more performance anxiety. For will I be sure. able to come? Will mm-hmm. I really get turned on? You know, how am I going to feel? And so 
just giving pleasure for pleasure's sake as the win is a huge part of keeping your sex life going. And I feel like expanded orgasms are the single most powerful tool of the monogamous couple for staying on that upward pleasure spiral. And, um, and when you say expanded orgasm, is that just for the woman? Mm -hmm. Is there expanded orgasms for the men or they don't have that issue? So you don't really focus on it. (laughs) There is expanded orgasm for the men. And, uh, it's more what a guy might think about as edging because most men don't know how to have full body non ejaculatory orgasm. Yeah, I've heard I've so had guys on the show woman, talk about it. Mm-hmm. For a woman, she can come and come and come and come. She can squirt. She doesn't have to squirt. Squirt sometimes. I can't. Squirt, you know. And you're gonna have to like, teach me how. We could talk about that in a oh, second. That's but easy. go on. <laughs> yeah, that's not super easy. easy. Yeah, parking lot. That we can we can return to that. Yeah, yeah. I want to give your listeners a URL to learn more about what is an expanded orgasm. Yeah. How does it work? How is it different than a regular orgasm? How does it turn a woman into a, mul- a massively multi-orgasmic woman? And it's uh, it's at expandherorgasmtonight.com. And there are three free pleasure reports on there. One is called Touching for Rapture, which is a very important technique, especially uh, because most people touch for what's called effect, which means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push your buttons and spin your knobs to make you get aroused. And they don't understand that they're do, when, you do, when you're doing someone rather than just being with someone, yeah. you're creating performance anxiety, which is actually pushing away their turn on. And so these pleasure reports are very, very good to learn about the expanded orgasm clit stroking practice, about peaking, which toggles the nervous system and makes orgasms much more intense and this notion of how to touch a lover to get them even more turned on. So that's something that I want to provide for you because uh, my husband, it, it, it was the solution to me having orgasms from intercourse. It's been the solution for me having um, a, a high libido and I'll be 60 this year. Right. And it's the solution for us to not feeling like, oh God, intercourse is such a big offer when you're not really turned on, but lying down and getting your pussy rubbed expertly by your partner, that's a nice offer because you don't have to go any further. And then you, that allows you to want more. Right. Mm-hmm. And now these are for guys, right? This is for, this is like teaching a man what to do to a woman. Now, could a woman, you know, if she wants to get comfortable with her own sexuality and sort of her body herself, also use these techniques to pleasure herself and get her to that point if she's playing around at home and she doesn't have a partner? Yes, Mm -hmm. most definitely. Right. Not only that, but it's fantastic for women to women. It's a, it's a pan gender um, pleasure tool, pleasure right. technique, mm-hmm. orgasmic pleasure technique, and right. it's sophisticated. It's advanced. This is not, this is not diddly diddly diddly. This is like right. This is not something that people know about, and it's free, which I think is great yeah. that you offer these things. This is like you're not right. I mean, these things that people could go and download are free. The eBooks, the pleasure reports are free. Yeah. The program mm-hmm. itself to learn how to do it at home is right. a paid program. Right. Okay. Do you want to give out the price or they go to your website to find out all that information? Oh. Yes, it's on our website. It's uh, at Expand Her Orgasm Tonight. It's $97 for the program. Right. The, the free reports, of course, are free to download and you can learn more about it. There's, mm-hmm. I never want anybody to feel like they have to buy anything from me. I have people that have been getting my free sex tips on my newsletter for over a decade right. and they've never purchased anything and they've probably downloaded 30 free things from me. Right. I don't care. It's totally, there are enough people buy my stuff that I am hurt doing great. Right. And I want to just help more people transform having sex into making love. And how do they how do they submit questions to you for you to answer in that newsletter as well as sign up for that newsletter so they get it and see the other questions and answers? Is just through your website as yeah. well? Yeah, you just go to personallifemedia.com, mm-hmm. sign up for my newsletter and reply to any email I send you and I get it and I answer you back. 
So what about squirting? I, I always make jokes on my podcast yeah. because I, I talk to women. And the good news about squirting for me is that, um, you know, I've heard from many women that are like, oh, I never squirted and I just did for the first time and I'm 49. You know what I mean? And so it's not like, oh, oh, yeah. okay, I never have and I'm 52 and what the fuck? It's never going to happen to me. It's one of my goals because I'm like, it, it must be oh, yeah. fun. How And I, ha- I just, you know, but I've never been able to. And I feel like what you said something very early on where you were like, you know, a lot of women, it's just a block because they think that they can't. I feel like there have been times where I've taken certain toys and really tried by myself to do it. And then when I get really close to something happening, whether it's an inside orgasm, a G spot or like I start to be like, this can't be happening. You know, there is that voice, right? That's going on and (laughs) that's saying, no way it doesn't. And then I lose the groove. Right. And then I'm done. And so it's like, I don't believe it, you know, and I think that I don't believe that I could squirt. (laughs) That's half the battle. But like, how do you actually squirt how do you learn do you I mean you went from not being able to have an orgasm with your husband and now do you squirt and how did you figure that out oh yes yes uh not not only do I squirt but all my girlfriends squirt um you taught them all they didn't always (laughs) right okay of course right all it is is a learnable skill and I have another one of my other programs is, is um a female ejaculation program it's called um Oh shit! What's the name of it? It's um, female liquid orgasm. Right. We call it flow. Let it flow. Female liquid orgasm. Dot com. And um, you can download a free ebook there or do a paid program there too. And that was created by an internationally acclaimed squirtologist, Tallulah Sulis, who's helped. She and I, between us, we've helped probably three or four thousand women for their first time. Right. And just like having orgasms from intercourse, there's like one little thing that you haven't quite locked in on yet, but, and I don't know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. What's your missing piece? Cause different women have different missing pieces, mm-hmm. but essentially all women can squirt. It is how we are plumbed. It is not urine. It's not pee. And often what's holding women back is either they're not getting stimulation in the right location to help them release the fluid or it's sometimes it's as simple as they're they're just holdbacks they don't want to mess up the sheets Uh or they one time they you know scored it a little and the partner they were with shamed them or they um think they have to pee and they don't even understand that that's going to be a squirt like that's how it feels like right before right i've heard that for sure Yes. And the other big one is that they squeeze up and hold in because for a lot of women, when they're trying to achieve an orgasm, they're crunching down on their clit, kind of like squeezing and focusing the concentration on their clit. And when you, when you ejaculate, you actually have to do the opposite. You have to open your pussy. You have to push out. We call it birthing your orgasm. You're actually opening and expressing and breathing into your pussy and letting it flow out. And the interesting thing is what often what really helps women is when I explain this one simple thing. So mm-hmm. let me do that right now. Yeah. Because for sometimes for people, it's like, that's the real game changer for them. And here it is. A guy, when he ejaculates, the ejaculate comes out of the end of his dick. Yeah. So it comes down through his penis, through his ureter or urethral canal. And the ejaculate, the semen, shoots out of his dick. When he goes to the bathroom, the urine comes down through the ureter and comes out the same hole in his dick. Yeah. Well, when he, when he ejaculates inside you, he's not peeing inside you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There's little, little muscles that control urination and ejaculation. We women have exactly, I mean, it's, it's the same parts arranged in a different order, right. but we have the same experience where when we ejaculate, our, it's just like how our vagina lubricates. The blood plasma, blood flow starts, you get engorged. Blood plasma, the watery fluid seeps through the vaginal walls and it lubricates our vagina. We don't have a gland that lubricates our vagina. It's our blood plasma, blood flow to our, so we need blood flow. This is the number one thing. And when we squirt, when we have female ejaculation, the 
the watery fluid from our blood plasma comes down through these little tubes called skein glands that are in that little tube I was talking about, that urethral sponge, that pool noodle, Mm -hmm. comes down through the pool noodle into our urethral canal. And then we let go. And either it dribbles, it springs forth, it runs, it squirts, it streams, it shoots. I mean, it can have all different amounts of pressure and volume. And that comes out of where our pee comes out. Oh, it does? So So if you're squirting, it's coming out of the same, it's coming out of your pee hole? It's not coming out of your vagina? It's coming out of your pee hole. Oh, interesting. You'll you'll have incremental lubrication in your vagina. Yeah, uh uh-huh. But no, it's coming out of your pee hole. It's just like a guy. He pees and ejaculates out of his pee hole, just like a girl. We pee and ejaculate out of our pee hole. So when you let go, the reason you're afraid to let go and afraid to pee, don't worry about it. When you feel that contraction and you want to let go, let go. It'll right. come out. But I think because we're so used to the contracting happening when we're orgasming, right? And we're so used to going with it. I mean, you're saying you almost have to go against it. You have to like let loose, right? And like relax into it yeah. almost, right? That's right. You have to let it flow. And mm-hmm. the other interesting thing is that when when a woman, so when a woman ejaculates, when she has a female ejaculation expression, when she expresses fluid, she's not necessarily going to have a concurrent orgasm. Sometimes she'll have an orgasm and then express fluid. They are two separate systems in the body. So you can, you can have an orgasm when you ejaculate, but often you ejaculate and orgasms are coming at a separate time. That's the same thing a man can learn how to do when he becomes I a know. multi-orgasmic, full-body orgasming man when he has full body orgasms and he can have an orgasm without ejaculating yeah i never knew that those were two in the body yeah i never knew that uh, someone on my show t- told me that and that's what he learned to do and i was like blown away i didn't know that i think the majority of people don't understand that you know and so you're saying that that's the same thing for a woman too that they don't have to have most like he was explaining to me he's like hey they most of the time they happen at the same time so everyone thinks that they are the same th- you know they have to but that's not the case, right? And so that's, it's the right. same thing when you're talking about women squirting. Most women squirt by accident different... the first time, right? But you're saying that you could learn how to do it. Oh, it's a learnable skill. Just like yeah. everything is a learnable skill. Yeah, there are 15 different ways men can orgasm. There are 15 different ways women can orgasm. That's a whole nother show. You can yeah, have yeah. me back on and we'll go into yeah, all Yeah, I feel that. like we could do a Susan but... Bratton series of different things each time because, <laughs> you know, we, you know <laughs> we're going to be out of time in 20 minutes. We have, we'll just focus on this. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. Um, when men realize that the ejaculation and orgasm are separate and they start to become multi-orgasmic, that leads them into a lot of other kinds of orgasmic pleasure. So, um, yeah, just knowing that what's possible is, I say, gets you 80% of the way there. Then there's just a couple of tricks, a couple of techniques, a couple of little things. And I do have something that I really like. And, you know, you said, can I, can I make myself ejaculate? Yeah. I created a G-Spot toy guide. It's at G-SpotJoy, J-O-Y.com, because there was an issue that I had with everybody selling G-Spot toys. And that is, and they're great, G-Spot toys are great for finding, locating, and stimulating the G-Spot with the pressure that it needs to squirt. Mm -hmm. The problem is that the toy manufacturers don't produce any videos about how you actually use the damn things and not hurt a woman. So, you know, they kind of leave it up to you to figure it out. So I have a guide at gspotjoy, J-O-Y.com, because I, I created a guide because you can buy G-Spot toys all over. Some of them are good, some of them are crappy, and there's some really great ones. And I wanted to have a guide for that, but what I really wanted to do was create a video that actually showed you how to use them. Because mm-hmm. they can be dangerous in the wrong hands. You can actually <laughs> yeah. hurt a woman yeah. if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, so when you when you opt in to with your email address to get that ebook and download it and see the toys that I've tried and true tested, um, you also will get an, another email from me that says, 
here's a link to watch an explicit video. You're going to see a vulva. It's going to squirt and it's going to have multiple toys used on it the right way. So you can see what the rhythms and the strokes are with these toys, because that was, you can't put that on YouTube. You know, the, the manufacturers don't make it. Um, what you see in porn is fake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really teach you anything. Did, you, did you make this video? It, it's not I you, but I mean, video. you are. So did you get a model? Is it you? Is it someone you know? Is it, I mean, so you directed it, you uh, produced it. I think that's smart, actually, because I yes. think you do need that information along with the toy. And it's, it's, it's a bit homegrown. It's not the best camera work in the world and things like that, but it's a learning tool. And for me, I would rather get something in your hands that you can look at and be like, got it. Now I know what to do. I see what the draw looks like. You need to know what the draw is, basically. And um, so, you know, it's not the most timely produced thing in the world I've ever made, but it's it's freaking helpful. <laughs> and so, and it coincides with the, the toys that you talk about in that toy guide, right, is yes. what you're saying? Yes, and then it shows exactly. how to I use the different the ones? Yes. And one of the things I always like to do with my toy guides and mm-hmm. things is I like to give people the deluxe and the budget versions of things. If you've got $100, $150 to spend, definitely get this. It's totally worth it. Yeah, if you've got $20 well. to right. spend, mm-hmm. this one is 80% as good. Right. Because there are people who want one or the other. And I love the real high quality, low cost toys as much as I love the luxury Lamborghini ride, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. And so this squirting, I think I'm going to sign up for it and then tell my people what I think. I'm going to do it maybe. Because I really, that's one of my goals. We'll see. I had a woman uh, on my show who had a sex club and it was one where you could masturbate and she sent me some crystal wand thing and she was like, you're going to squirt with this shit. And I haven't, but I think sometimes with me, it's like a block in my brain, you know what I mean? Which needs, which I need to get away. I think for me, it's easier to figure it out on my own I feel more comfortable letting loose by myself than with somebody because I feel the pressure of them like I have a one guy friend that's like always begging to me to squirt and trying so hard to teach me to but the fact that I have to like accomplish it for him and for me is like double pressure so I think sometimes it's easier for me to sort of do it but I do think a lot of people figure it out um, by accident or but this is something that people could do with their partner as well right like they could get these toys they could have their partner use it but or they could do it like I would do it and do it alone and figure out how to squirt themselves yeah I'm going to send you female liquid orgasm access to female liquid orgasm and to expand her orgasm tonight both yeah. and I want you to go into female liquid orgasm and I want you to watch the solo pleasure videos yeah. I want you to watch women using the toys and making themselves squirt. Yeah. But I also want you to watch the, the couples doing it because I, you, you, you've admitted multiple times now that it's you kind of getting caught in your own head yes, and I can, you sure. have mm-hmm. a partner who, who is willing and wants you to have this experience. Yes. And so this t- now I'm going to ask you to go back with that partner and allow him. It's a him, right? Yeah. Okay. I want you to allow him to help you achieve female ejaculation this year, this month, this week or next. I want you to be like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I've got a willing guy because one of the nice things about fingers over toys is if you, and watch female liquid orgasm with him or or give him your login and let him watch too. So he can see we have about five really key fingering strokes in that program that I guarantee if he does those five to you, you're going to gush and uh, get hydrated beforehand, put down waterproof something Mm -hmm. so you can lie there. And then I want you to just let go and birth your orgasm for the first time because it's time for you to have what I call the bliss of liquid orgasm. When you release your feminine waters. When you finally are like, fuck it, I'm going to squirt all over this bitch. You know, I'm just, and I'm talking about your bed basically. And then you, you just let it go and you just let it rip. You are taking control of your sexual 
potential and you are you deserve that Kathy I know I'm always jealous Susan when I hear about such a goddess yeah I'm always jealous when uh when people tell me they could squirt and the other thing I'm also jealous of and we can maybe spend the next 10 minutes talking about that is like women who could are multi-orgasmic and I was just telling my friend the Mm -hmm. other day like you have to force me after I come and I push you away because I'm super sensitive to keep doing it right like that's what you have to push me through it because I always and so we were fooling around the other day. He makes me come. And then I push him away. And he's like, I thought you wanted me to keep going. I'm like, I do. He's like, well, but you push me away. I'm like, no, you're supposed to fucking keep going even though I push you away. Everyone listens to me because I'm kind of alpha, you know. But I'm like, and I think other women learn to do it because they don't speak up and say, get the fuck off me. And that's how you learn how to push through it, right? It, that sensitive time and then become multi-orgasmic. That's the other thing that I don't, I can't check off my bucket list. And I want to because why should other people be having fun? Five orgasms in a row, and I'm good for one doozy. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is like, how one do you? And done. Yeah. Okay. Here's the answer. Yeah. So actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, re, I'm gonna. This is a limited belief, limiting belief that you've had. Yeah. And that is that when you've had that orgasm, then you're too sensitive. What, what, yeah. what is actually happening is that you're overdriving your clit for the to achieve the first orgasm. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you're, you've, in, you've overly sensitized your clit and you don't want more. So remember when I was talking about expand her orgasm tonight and the pleasure reports and one of them was the power of peaking? Yeah. The power of peaking, the reason the expanded orgasm technique works so well is that it is, it is an extremely light and delicate stroke. There's strokes, what's called the bread and butter stroke, mm-hmm. and then a closing stroke. There's, it's a five stroke system. And the bread and butter stroke is so light. It's kind of most for most women, it's up under the hood of your clit, actually with the tip of a finger on the meat of your clitoral glands, right on the head of your clit, but just off the side a little bit, not right on top. Yeah. And when you stroke that little meaty part of your clit very lightly, mm-hmm. it allows you to not only go, go get kind of into that moment of orgasm, but you take that moment of orgasm and Pretend that that moment of of climax, that that you stretch that out like time is taffy. Right, you warp time, you stretch time, and Mm -hmm. you stay in that moment of climax. Right, and then you you give the body a, a tiny little break. What's called a downstroke or an intentional downstroke, and we teach you how to do that in the program, which I'm going to give you. Yeah. And then you get you start that stroke again, and you go back up, and that feels even better, mm-hmm. and you last a little longer. Then you t- then you have an intentional downstroke, take her up again, and she lasts even longer. I can come easily for an hour straight getting that clitoral stroke just alone, that little clitoral stroke on my, on my clit. It's almost so delicate. Have you ever gotten an eyelash on your eyeball and you use the tip of your finger to kind of touch your eyeball and get the yeah. eyelash out? Mm-hmm. You know how, you know how light you touch that? Yeah. yeah. That's how light, that's how light that touches. For most women, they're only one and done because they've overclocked. Yeah. That's like the most interesting. The I've, yeah. That's what, that's the most interesting thing I've ever heard. And it, it actually makes sense. And I don't know why I've never heard it before, but that makes sense. Because well, that's what it feels like. It I'm feels a really like, good expert. <laughs> right. It feels like it's overstimulated, right? I just figured that's what it yep, feels it like is. after you come. Like Ooh, everybody, you're just doing it wrong. I'm doing it. Oh, I'm overachieving. I am an overachiever. You're right? Overachieving. right? You're, you have an overachieving clip. Yeah. It's weird. I do. I have found that since I'm getting older, I'm 52, that um, sometimes just be stimulating really directly on the clit actually is too much anyway. And that like lower down feels better. So I do understand what, and I don't think I ever understood that before because it was always the clit was so easy for me, but I think, but it really goes to show. And I know for myself that, yeah, every part is, could be stimulated because now I could get stimulated far away from the clit. You know what I mean? And it's actually just as good. 
And there's as much sensitivity yeah. there when my clit is too sensitive. Yes. Well, that's what's so nice is the outer labia, the inner labia, yeah. the opening to your vagina, the introidal sphincter or introitus, yeah, yeah. the vaginal cave, the urethral sponge, the perineal sponge, your breasts, your nipples, your mouth, your lips, your tongue, your throat, um, your belly, your feet, your you underarms, know, your, your anus, your rectum, okay. your, uh, I mean, okay. there are, you are Roger infinitely himself. orgasmic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone has that spot, right? Different spots. I mean, I, I used to love someone to go down on my No, armpit. everybody has all the spots. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. has all the spots. You just have to create neural pathways to pleasure by stimulating those spots. Uh, I had a girlfriend who just really didn't ever think about her breasts as, you know, sexual. Yeah. She was like, oh, these are just my boobs. This is what I fed my babies with. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Um, girl, no, you're going to be coming from me just touching your nipples right. pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Because she she just thought, uh, didn't think about them as sexual. I mean, I can literally just lay there and have my nipples played with and come and come and come over and over and over again with just that touch. And I didn't used to. It's a learned skill. All of it is just, it's one of a wonderful one of my mentors, Sherry Winston. She likes to call it orgasmic cross training, where you start giving yourself pleasure with the thing you know you're good at, and then you add on the new thing you want to learn how to do rope to come. Oh, right. That's smart because it doesn't set you up for failure. Right. That that's good because you start off with what you know how to do and that's easy for you, right? And then you work in the other thing as opposed to just trying the new thing and you know, you're like someone like me who's an overthinker might just be have that voice that's stopping. Like, oh that's not gonna work. It never (laughs) fucking does. You know what I mean? It's like Bingo. Yeah, there's gotta be a lot of women out there that are the same. I mean, you were, you were that woman. Will you please email me? Will you please take a picture of yourself for me the first time you squirt with this, with this guy that really wants you to and (laughs) send it to me and be like, look, look at my squirt face. Well, I have to tell you, the funny thing is, is like when I, I would, I always talk about squirting, like when there's a woman on that it could do it. I'm like, I'm jealous. How did you do it? I'm asking her, you know? And then when I talk, spoke about with this one woman, she sent me her wand, you know, and she was like, I think she was really, uh, you know, the pressure was on that I was going to squirt with it. And I have to say the way that this wand is shaped it's like a glass thing it really was good you know but it was sent to me around the time where I was feeling very unsexy right when I had my child you know it was in you know so I should probably try that more often I think it's very as a woman who's 52 and getting close to menopause like you know you you start to there that whole thing of like if you don't use it you lose it thing is very true so you know I think as a woman I know you got to be on it and forcing yourself to have sex. I see my friend when mm-hmm. I am absolutely not in the mood. I always tell him, don't worry. Like, I, I hope you don't care if I don't come because I might not. And he's always like, okay. And, and then I always do. And he's like, I know you always do. So I don't fucking care. You know, because be, <laughs> you have to do that because if you don't use it, you lose it. If I don't, you know, have an orgasm, you know, all the time, like I could go a long time without even thinking about it. You know, that's what's starting to happen. And that's a scary thing. But when I do it, then I want it all the time. I become more horny. So I think, you know, whether you're in a relationship for a long time and you just stopped having sex or you're single and you never, you don't have sex or don't even play with yourself, you know, when you get a little older, you have to, you have to continue to do it and you have to keep pleasuring yourself and, and thinking about those things and learning from people like you, right, how to do it because it's important. And like I said, it's one of those amazing pleasures in life and, you know, food is the other one and we're all on fucking diets. So why not have fun, you know, with sex, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's so true. I mean, I'm always. If you can't I, have chocolate cake, you might as well have yeah, chocolate cake. I have to deny myself the food pleasure, but I don't have to deny myself the sex pleasure, right? That's one of those, like, exactly. you know, free things that's out there that you could do at all times that I think, you know, at certain times in your life, whether you're married and your, your sex life is stale or you're a woman and you're getting older or you're young and you just don't have sex anymore, you don't think about it, you have to really make a conscious decision to get fucking on it and do it like homework, like force yourself, you know, cause it did work for me. Like that's how mm-hmm. I got myself back, 
you know, wired back into it and feeling sexy and being sexual and being horny all the time, you know, and now I just got to squirt and come multiple times <laughs> and I'm going to get your thing and I'm going to report and back to my audience. Yeah. Good. You are going to do it. I have complete faith that you are ready now. Yeah. And like, you know, it's something new. Like I have, like, I, I'm a good Googler, right? Like I have, I think what's great about what you offer with squirting is that you have the toys and the video because I, I could Google and cross reference and I look at, you know, reviews and I could tell the bullshit ones from the real ones and I'll really do research and then buy the toy. And then I'm like, okay, now is this really good? And I've looked for videos and like you say, the ones in porn are fake. And, you know, so I I really do think it just makes sense to have those two combined. And that could be for me, somebody who really does a lot of investigative work and tries to figure out how to solve a problem, but can't that, that might be the, what was missing for me, you know, because I have bought the best toys, but I think I just didn't know how to fucking use it, you know? Yeah. And how to let go. Right. Allow yourself. Yeah. To- I'm, I am giving you permission to squirt your heart out. <laughs> okay, Susan, we'll see. I will report back. I'm going to do it. I'm ready and I want to, like, for real. I'm Good. telling you. I think you it's are a- ready. Yeah. So, and I'm so glad that you came on. I feel like we could, you know, anytime you want to come back on. I mean, we spent so much time just talking about orgasms, but Thank I think you. it's super interesting. I have a lot of guys listening. They could do this with their wives, right? Um, uh, yeah. Women will find this episode just from Googling, right, about stuff like this. But if you ever want to come on and we talk about other things, because I know that you have these eBooks and this information and knowledge about so many different um, uh what is it, what do you call it? like sexual things right it's some stuff for men too that we haven't been able to talk about but i'd love to talk about those things as well so maybe we do other episodes where we focus on other things it's a date yeah perfect okay thanks so much susan i'll include all the links to where you know people can get all of the stuff that we talked about um on this show as well as sign up for your newsletter be able to ask you questions or sign up for any of your programs so send me those and i'll be airing this like in the next couple of weeks thank you so much for calling in and i look forward to you having you back on thank you yeah i love you a lot have a great one bye thanks bye do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.